I don't know what's going to happen every day. You know, there's a great saying out there from Mike Tyson, which is you can have a great plan and, and it all will go very well until you get punched in the face. Hey friends, welcome back to the Black Diamond Podcast. This is your host, Eric Malzone. And this is the show where I have the absolute pleasure of interviewing entrepreneurs, founders, change makers, and people who are just creatively leading the way through innovation. And it's not only about successes and, and great stories, because you'll definitely get those, but it's also about the personal challenges and the vulnerability that we face along the way. So this show is brought to you by Level 5 Mentors, helping entrepreneurs and founders achieve the highest levels of freedom in five different categories, time, money, relationships, health, and purpose. And if you want to find out how you're doing in those five categories, we got you covered. We got a survey for that. Just go to level5mentors.com forward slash survey. And you can take the free entrepreneurial survey and see how you're doing in each category and see where you have room for improvement because, hey, we can always be improving. So welcome to the show. Let's get on to it. Ken Andruka, welcome back to the Black Diamond Podcast. Morning, Eric. How are you? I'm doing well. I am sitting here in a snowy day in Montana and excited for the reflections we're about to put forth on our experiences within 2020 and then uh, look forward into 2021 because I think there's a lot to look forward to. I mean, hey, we set the bar pretty low this year. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's a lot to look forward to. So yeah, let's talk about it. What you know, from your perspective, let's talk about you. What did you learn in 2020? Well, look, let's go back for half a sec. Cause you said we set the yeah. bar pretty low. I think the contrarian view to that is actually we set the bar pretty high in that there was a lot, you know, the, the world placed a lot of obstacles in front of us as business owners, entrepreneurs, founders, etc., to overcome. And I think we've done a really good job for the most part on overcoming them. So I'd say congratulations to everyone that's been, been able to withstand a lot of uncertainty. You and I were just talking before you hit record about governments putting out these very vague messages about what to do and how to stay safe and causing all sorts of questions that they have no answers for. I, you know, in general, I think, you know, business, small business owners, medium-sized business owners really deserve a pat on the back because I think they've, they've done a great, great job of maintaining and in some cases thriving through all of this. And, and I think they're also laying the footsteps for what is going to occur in 2021 because whether they knew it or not, they were actually adapting at a much faster rate than they ever have before. And when new business models emerge in 2021, they're going to be standing there ready to, to take advantage of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, we, we talked about this in some of the groups that we, we manage in on multiple podcasts too, is that I noticed in the beginning of this pandemic and all the subsequent challenges that we face that I felt calm 
And, you know, talking to, I think you and Kate and I talked about an earlier show is like, well, all of a sudden, you know, our lives as business owners, entrepreneurs are so used to uncertainty. We just live in that world all the time. Right. And, and with that is it's good and bad. It's like, well, it's uncertain. I don't know what could happen negatively to my business, but I also don't know what could be around the corner. That could be this tremendous opportunity that I'm not seeing coming. And that's kind of the world that you live in as an entrepreneur is that, that world of uncertainty and you just kind of get used to it. And what happened was, is the rest of the world kind of came to us and now everybody's uncertain. Right. And within that kind of environment now where it's like, okay, well, the world we're used to living in, everyone is kind of in it with us. It, it almost makes you feel calm and a little bit more confident, a little bit more focused. And I saw that with a lot of people, you know, you and I have a colleague, CEO of Yonder, right? Who he really kind of left entrepreneurship as an operator and got so excited about all the opportunities due to the shifts in consumer needs and technology platforms that he came back in. <laughs> he tagged back in. And I think there was a lot of that going on as a lot of entrepreneurs who got really excited about this year. And, you know, I'm curious to hear from your perspective, you know, just in a personal experience of, you know, having been so used to uncertainty, you know, how do you see it affecting those around you who maybe aren't used to uncertainty? Well, it's interesting. And you know me, I'm a, I'm a, really modest person, but those who are unaccustomed to uncertainty started to seek out those who are accustomed to it a lot more often. I just actually had a, a group of guys that, I, that I've that i known for a long time, not entrepreneurs, live most of their life in the, in the economy of, you know, time and time for money. And they reached out saying, you know, it would be great if you would host a men's group for us. And, and we've always enjoyed your perspective on things and you've always made us feel calm and so on. We, we could use a lot of that these days. So I, I think a, a lot of the, those who are unaccustomed to it are now getting forced to think about uncertainty on a daily basis are, are actually the, the real great ones are seeking out People like you and I and, and others that are um, accustomed to and, and actually seek out uncertainty. That's what we do because that's where opportunity lies as far as we're concerned. So, you know, I, I think that's kind of the thing that I've noticed quite a lot this year. And, and again, I, I'm, I'm going to be a broken record, I think. But those that I associate with that are and, I, and you as well that are entrepreneurs, you know, they just have remained super calm, excited about opportunity and are, are standing ready to lead. I think that's, that those are the things that I've really witnessed. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, to, to be transparent in that too, I think all the entrepreneurs who are used to uncertainty and looking for opportunities, there was also a significant amount of discomfort just because, well, this is new. I mean, it may be, uncertainty may be the same, but this landscape is new. Uh, unless you live through the Spanish, Spanish flu, uh, which I don't think any of our listeners have, you know, pandemic is new to us, right? We didn't, we're not really sure what's, what's going to change, how long it's going to change for, and the time of how long, you know, now that we're talking, there's vaccines, they're hitting the market, and, you know, there seems to be a little bit more 
certainty as far as timelines is how how long are things going to be like this? You know, but you you can have actually gone through a lot of change this year with with your business, your life. Walk us through some of that. I mean, it seems like it's gone super fast, right? Yeah, this year went by in a blur. You know, March pandemic hit in May. I decided to close down our gym business and sell all of our equipment to members and transfer all of the member information to one of our coaches so that they could continue, our clients continue to get coaching and use the equipment they just bought. You know, and I, I, it's no secret. I don't think that I've been, I've been wanting to move on from the physical day-to-day gym business for, for some time. And this was, was a good opportunity for that change to occur. And, and frankly, I mean, I, I hadn't been overly involved in that business all that much. And then after, you know, there was a change for me with regards to our corporate health and wellness business, sale of that, although that, you know, day to day hasn't changed a ton for me because I'm still involved, but I I just live in a state of change anyway. I, I struggle with trying to articulate it because I don't know what's going to happen every day. You know, there's a great saying out there from Mike Tyson, which is you can have a great plan and and it all will go very well until you get punched in the face. And entrepreneurs get punched in the face every day. Something's always standing in their way. And oftentimes it's, it's ourselves. So, you know, it, I don't know. I'm very fortunate to be able to be in a remote community, work from home and not be as impacted in my day to day by COVID and all the changes that have occurred because of it. And so I I feel a little bit guilty in the fact that I I don't feel it's impacted me all that much. And I am a fervent believer in this massive global challenge is setting enormous mega trends that if we really pay attention the opportunities are certainly going to reveal themselves at the appropriate time. And, you know, we're, you and I are people that seek that kind of knowledge out and, and look for ways to, to play a part in, you know, having influence in those trends. Yeah, I agree. So let, let's, let's take a look at the year kind of universally in the world of business and entrepreneurship. Who do you think were some of the biggest winners and losers in this year? Well, the biggest winner by far is Amazon, uniquely positioned to take advantage of the fact that people are at home in front of computers more often, probably bored and buying things that they don't really need. The stats on how fast they've grown in the, in the course of this pandemic is outrageous. Biggest losers, just because it's close, near and dear to you and I, I would say the the clientele of the fitness industry. The fitness industry, unfortunately, got villainized by governments around the world saying that that was a dangerous place to be because we're in close quarters, breathing hard, sweating, touching things, and obviously shut down many of them around the world, which ultimately has a, a net, you know, bad effect upon the clientele that relied on that for mental health, physical health, 
And, uh, you know, I think the, the fitness industry, the in-person fitness industry was one of the biggest losers of, of 2020. <laughs> Obviously, restaurants, small businesses in general have also had some of that effect. But I think the, the, fitness, the fitness business in, in particular had a really hard go because it ultimately impacts the, the health of, of millions and millions of people, unfortunately. And if they're not there to help, that's a problem. Yeah, those are two. I mean, Amazon is, is, yeah, they're going to run the world soon. You know, I look at some of the ones that surprised me in, in the winner loser categories. One of the ones was real estate agents as far as winners. You know, I, I, I guess, you know, you look back and it's easy to see why people would want to move and migrate, right? But looking at this year when it started before the pandemic hit, you know, it's it's one of those counterintuitive things. The real estate market is always tends to be counterintuitive to me. As soon as you think, you know, your first intuition, like, oh, they're going to get murdered or they're going to see a huge spike, something changes, right? But anytime, like, every real estate agent I know has been, and that's just from, you know, residential, commercial, ranching properties, you named it, they're all seeing record highs in their lifetimes. Uh, of the amount of transactions and most of them can't keep up with the business. And, you know, just seeing people move from the urban to the rural or, you know, simply as far as like, you know, Los Angeles to Santa Barbara, for instance, right? People are making those moves and they're making them in droves. And that was a really surprising one to me. But once again, in hindsight, it's not shocking at all. That's That's been a big one. Losers, I would have to say universities, and the higher education model. I think, well, all education is, is, is having a tough time. I mean, now is today's what the 24th of November in 2020. And, you know, a lot of schools that were back in session are now having a tough time staffing their teachers because their, their teachers are getting COVID and, you know, it's becoming quite a challenge for them to run. And then of course you got you know, kids who are used to being at school and their parents are used to having them at school and maybe they work two jobs or whatever it may be. So it's challenging there. But the, the higher education the university model, in my personal opinion, has been so bloated for a long time. And, you know, for twenty to fifty thousand dollars at a, you know, higher end four year education, not even that higher end, is is was getting a bit ridiculous. And I think now that, you know, they're many of them are forced to do simply online classes. I just don't think they're going to drive the value from the consumer. And I think it's going to be a huge shift in, in, in the world that they run business. So those are just a few. I mean, there's, there's so many that we could probably go over. Let me ask you this. If, you know, looking at, you know, we've, we've talked about a little bit about fitness. We talked a little about education. What other industries do you think are in the middle of a huge disruption right now due to what happened in this year? Travel. Yeah, uh, travel and airlines and everything that supports the travel industry. You know, th there's going to be change within it. I don't know exactly what it's going to look like. I think a lot of people currently are are traveling more local, which is why you know our friend Tim Southwell is seeing a, a big surge within yonder because that's all focused on local travel. I have friends that that own travel companies, one in Southeast Asia called Smiling Albino, really cool adventure travel company, custom 
trips and so on, it, he, he's gone to zero. He'll he'll make it out because he's smart. On another another person that I know who owns a travel company in in Italy, both were very reliant on people coming in. But what's happening is they're seeing locals hire them to show them their own cities. So it's kind of the yonder model, you know, it's starting to emerge. And, uh, you know, the, the travel industry is, I, I think the travel industry is going to be a lot like the education industry in that the government around the world see those as keystone industries and will probably bail them out in some form or another. You know, in, in the U.S., there's big talk about helping out the airlines and you know, what that's going to look like. That, that filters down. So I, I think those two industries will do okay. I don't know about you. Well, I do know about you because you and I have talked about it enough. But the minute we're able, I think the two of us are going to travel immediately. It's something that we both love and both miss dearly. So, yeah, those those are my thoughts on that. I, I, you know, I I'd love to have some great big, huge ideas about all of that, but I still don't know that we know how this is all going to end. So it's, it's still a little bit, you know, there's still quite a bit of uncertainty around it. Yeah. And, and to your point, Japan 2021, it's, it's, it's happening one way or the other. If we have to swim there, we're going to get there. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, like, I like sushi. Yeah, I like sushi and I like powder skiing. So uh, it happens that they have both. Yeah. Um, if you're going to look back now and let, you know, let's, let's take the positive spin on it because I think there are a lot of things, you know, the media, just people's natural tendencies tends to focus on the negative, but there's been a lot of really special and positive things that have happened this year. What are some of the silver linings that, that you've seen? Well, I, I, I'll take it close to home for us. You know, I think you and I have been able to help a good number of entrepreneurs thrive through this and see really great scalable progress. And that's really been exciting. You know, I get asked, I'm sure you do as well, all the time from colleagues and friends, like, how's it go? How's your business doing? Like, are you still, you know, still mentoring a lot of businesses? I'm like, yeah, more than ever, because they really need the help. And people are shocked by that, I think, a little bit. But we've been able to, you know, scale a number of clients' businesses, or at least be a part of the, the discussion on those. And um, I'm thrilled by it. You know, silver linings, you know, people are going to toughen up. People are going to realize that, you know, this has been a real big challenge, but they're, they're making it through. They're getting closer to family. Their friendships are stronger. Their ability to understand that they can withstand financial hardship. You know, they're, they're learning a lot of lessons and that's, that's really valuable stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, these, these challenges, 
what is what is the I paraphrase the comfort zone is a great place but nothing ever grows there and we've all been forced out of our comfort zone so much and you know to your point you know my you know my book of clients is just about full heading into into next year and you know I I just see that you know you look at people have been talking about this a lot like people have been forced to slow down right which is a good thing. I think it's become a little bit cliched this year. Like, well, I don't think anybody really wants to slow down that much. It was kind of fun for a month to be like, okay, well, we're just going to watch Netflix and, you know, hang out, you know, inside our home. And and then people started to go a little stir crazy. And, and so that was something. But what I do see is like the environmental impacts of this COVID, non-human related, have been tremendously positive. You know, I don't know if that hits the mainstream news enough because, you know, frankly, it doesn't really sell, but it's true. I mean, you look at like how many cars are on the freeway nowadays, the return of specific wildlife to areas that they're native to and they're thriving. And, you know, the bee population is coming back, like all these great things that, you know, humans were maybe our progress was going a little bit too fast in specific areas and, you know, this massive shift to remote working and remote education and reducing the amount of unnecessary, really just unnecessary travel. And which is great a for, you know, the environment, but also great for humans. Like, you know, I know a lot of people who lived in the San Francisco, who live in the San Francisco Bay area who are commuting three hours a day, three hours a day, five days a week. That is 15 hours of their life per week that they got back. And I don't know what the calculation is, but how many hours over a career or lifetime, it's a lot of time and it's a beautiful thing. And there's really now companies are starting to realize like, Hey, do we really need this huge office? And now this is bad for the commercial real estate uh, industry. But, you know, I think that's a huge silver lining for people is like, we're just, yeah, we're not traveling like you and I want to, Ken, you know, that fun travel, that, that travel that fills our souls, but the unnecessary travel and so many really unnecessary things are kind of getting washed out. And I see that as a, a huge positive for everybody. I mean, it's, it's really nice now, of course, on the flip side of that, there's, you know, what happens if you have a family of five, both parents work and the kids are at home all day. I don't know. That's a tough one. I don't, you know, I sympathize with that greatly, but yeah, there, there's a lot of silver linings. Any other ones that come to mind? I I hadn't even really given thought to the to the to the environment, but you're you're absolutely right. I, I I was as you were talking about that, I was realizing that I'd normally put about twenty thousand miles on a vehicle on an average year. I'll bet you I don't do half that this year. Oh, probably way less. Yeah. I bet you're looking at a, I bet you're looking at 25% or less. Yeah. It, it's, and it, and then you, you start to extrapolate that. I don't know what percentage of, of the world that used to commute to work is now not having to do that. The net effect on the auto industry, because cars will last longer, the energy economy, which oil and gas, while we know what the net effect of that has been around Alberta in Canada, but been devastating. But yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. In the early days of COVID, when China locked down, didn't they say that smog had like all but disappeared? Yeah. Yeah, it did. And we were talking to some friends in, in uh, what city was it in India? And she said, you know, this, they can see now. 
like all of a sudden the air is clear, the sky is blue, you know, and all of this stuff is just for, you know, our un unnecessary hustle and bustle of, of our lives and, you know, our dependency or just our habits, really. It's, 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 I think if that's one thing, if I look back is that as, as societies, as a, as humanity, really, we had habits, right? Kind of bad habits, really. And this forced us to to take those habits and, and really shift them because we had no choice. And, you know, I'm sure there's going to be, you know, there's downsides to all this. You know, I know people of depression and suicide and all of those mm -hmm. are spiking as well that not nearly enough people are talking about. But there's, there's huge, you know, positives to all this that, you know, we'll look back on maybe not in a year or two or five or even 10, but we'll look back and be like, wow, you know, that, that was a huge shift for humanity in a very positive way. And I'm excited, I'm excited for the books that come out about this, <laughs> in this whole period, right? How many, how many people are already tapping on their keyboards about the year 2020 and the book they're going to write about it from their particular perspective, it's going to be really interesting. And then of course, in reviews, like, well, how could we have handled this pandemic differently? That's going to be a really interesting analysis as well. So I'm already looking forward to the analysis of this time because everybody doesn't, it seems like no one really knows for sure what to do, but they're just doing stuff for the sake of doing things in the effort to, to solve the problem. So, yeah. The, the beauty of this is that the, this has shone a light on the un, unnecessary consumption as a human race. Like it, I, you know, as people started working from home, you start to see all these empty, massive towers in downtown cores wondering, why are they there? Why did we, why did we really believe that we needed those? And I guess, you know, we had them back in the day because we didn't have technology that would allow us to do the things we do now. But I remember probably 20 years ago, or maybe more than that, where you could do like tele telemeetings and not have to travel, but people always still traveled to go to meetings. And, you know, when you're shut down, you can't travel. Well, all of a sudden, Zoom became, yeah, it's okay. It seems to work pretty good. The, the, I, I just hope that we don't go racing back to the old model too quickly. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, it's, uh, this sounds terrible, but I, <laughs> I hope that we kind of get grips on the pandemic, but I hope it lasts for another year. I think we need another year of some of this stuff to get used to, because we're learning to live with it now, right? We really are, you know, is, is it fluid? Is it efficient? No, but we're getting there. And I think the habits like, Hey, what's wrong with, with less travel, you know, less unnecessary travel, better health and fitness habits, more appreciation for the day-to-day -day things. Like what's wrong with that? I, I think we could use a little bit more time. I think if a vaccine came out tomorrow, I think it would actually be in the long run, possibly a disservice to, to, humanity if that happened. But, you know, once again, I'm sure I could catch flack for that. Uh, I'm not wishing anyone harm. I'm very sympathetic. I don't want to go COVID. I don't want my 82-year-old mom to get COVID. I want her to stay safe and healthy as well as everybody I know. But I think there's, you know, some things that we, we still have yet to, to learn and, and cement positive habits out of this as well. Yeah. I, 
I'm with you. And the, and the good news is I think it's probably going to take an, another year that, you know, the delivery of the various vaccines that they have, how many people will actually take them? Do they feel safe taking them? You know, we've got a long way to go. I, I was just listening to Bill Gates last night talking about, you know, what what the future looks like. And he, he's kind of 12 to 18 months is probably before we get a handle on things. So it's a great adaptive time, man. And I think the, I think humans and the world are going to be better for it in the long run. I agree. So let's, let's, let's focus on that for a second. 2021. What, what are you excited about in 2021? Uh, I'm, I'm excited about a, a bunch of new models, uh, business models coming out you know, more efficiency. I'm looking forward to clients of ours really hitting their stride and, and, and really scaling their businesses. There's a number of them are right on the edge right now. I'm excited for people to really have gratitude in their lives that, that, you know, the, there's light at the end of the tunnel that they cemented stronger relationships with their families and people that are close to them. And I'm, I'm looking forward to, it's going to sound kind of cheesy, but a, a world that has experienced the same problem, no matter where you were and coming together and, and just supporting one another as humans. That's really what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, that's well said, and I think it's a, it's a great way to kind of summarize it. I, I know, you know, just obviously not just the people that we work with or the projects that we're included on, but a lot of people are working on some really interesting solutions that have yet to hit the market. And I think 2021 is going to be it. I mean, if you look at the industry that we know so well, the fitness industry is billions of dollars of investment have poured into, <laughs> into that industry in 2020. New ideas and concepts and things that we haven't thought of, technological platforms and connected fitness and all of that. That's just one industry. And you look at all the other ones that potentially are under, you know, uh, a high circumstance of disruption. You know, we talked about a few of them. That's all going to change and it's going to get laid out next year and all these innovators and thinkers and people that are looking to, you know, help the, the globe get through this and come out with a shiny new model. They're going to be, they're going to be letting it fly in 2020. It's going to be really interesting. And one of the things that I really am positive about too, is that, you know, I think people are forced now to take a very hard look at their health and you know, I don't think we've ever had something that hit everybody at once that was so eye-opening into, hey, you got to take care of yourself, you know, not just for you. And, you know, because we all know now that if you haven't taken care of yourself for the last while, that the the chances of you having a bad case of COVID are, are, are pretty serious. And if you have taken care of yourself and you do all the stuff, you get it you know, enough sleep, you eat well, you exercise and, you know, you just do all the basics that you have a much better chance of being a very, very mild case of COVID. And, you know, that's, that's something that I hope sticks with us because, you know, I think you and I both agree, especially here in North America, if there's one thing that is very 
preventable is all the all the negatives that come out of bad bad health choices. So I, that's what that's what I'm positive about in 2021 is I hope that's really something that people start to focus on. And you know, you and I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, right? And, and where do they see success the most frequently? They see it in their finances. They see it in uh, well, you know, mostly finances, maybe their time. But what's the one thing that that seems to lag the most, Ken? Health. Health. Every time. And every and time. It, uh, it is the foundation of all of the other things that people strive to get. And if there's anything that I would love for people to understand is that it's the old saying of pay me now or pay me later uh, when it comes to health. And you can, you can do all the daily maintenance and stay out of the old uh, age home guaranteed. You, you can do it. it yep. You have a choice to do it. And, and there's a ton of science behind that actually being true. And there's also a ton of proof that because there's a lot of old age homes full of people, if you stop moving and stop taking care of yourself, that is where you'll end up. Yep. So a lot of, ex lot of interesting stuff going on this year. You know, I, I, I can't imagine we'll be forgetting 2020 anytime soon. I don't know about you, Ken, but I'm ready to get into Thanksgiving, do a couple more hard weeks of work, and then shutting it down and just uh, just ready to getting 2020 and 21 prepared and ready to go. It's been great. And for those listening to, to let you know that we will be launching a 10-week uh, group a cohort, I guess, for lack of a better term, strategies for modern business. That's going to be taking place in for in Q1 2021. So you can go to level5mentors.com and make sure to stay updated. We'll have some banners up there coming fairly soon. The first one will be pretty exclusive. So if you want to get a hold of us or, or learn more about it, you can just reach out to us through the website and be happy to talk to you about it at so level5mentors.com. We got 20 spots open for that, right? 20. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, man, that, that, I'm excited about that program. We've been building it unknowingly, I think, for the last year. And we, we've got a, a specific group that was all built and tested upon that are all doing really well. And, you know, they've, they've become some of our favorite people to, to work with. So, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to grow that out and, and be able to teach and expose a bunch of other entrepreneurs to our, our way of thinking and, and teaching. So I'm totally excited about it. Yeah. And I, I was reflecting on it too this morning as I was doing some more work to prepare for the curriculum that, you know, there's tried and true principles that, that we teach everybody I and mean, we have for quite some time, but there's also things that are shifting dynamically right now. And that's the great part about doing these is that we, we move with the markets, with the trends, one of which that I was working on was sales. How has sales changed in the last nine months drastically? Yeah. <laughs> and how do you 
how do you become an effective salesperson or stay effective within this this new this new era we live in of, of Zoom conferencing and phone calls and the lack of in person and lack of attention and and all of that that you get. So it's it's an interesting time and and we'll work people through it and we'll always be at it because we're evolving as markets change. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Go check it out. It's going to be called uh, Strategic. What is it called again, Ken? Strategies for Modern Business. That's it. Yeah, I still got to learn the name. Strategies for Modern Business. So it'll be a lot of fun. Ken, thanks again. It's been uh, it's been a great year and appreciate all your insights and we made it. Yeah, man. It's it's been it has been a great year, honestly. It's been a challenging uh, a challenging one, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, you know, I'd like to be have a lot less pandemic, but if that's the thing that caused it to be interesting this year, then that's then so be it. Uh, it's been a it's been a great year to to be side by side with you and 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 all of our clients. Yeah, it's 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 been a great year. Loving it. Likewise. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Eric Malzone and Kendrew Juco. Have a great rest of your 2020 and we'll see you in 2021. See you guys. Hey, everybody. This is your host, Eric Malzone. Don't leave yet. I have a few more requests for you. So if you got value out of this podcast, I ask you to do a few things. Number one, go to wherever you're listening, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and go ahead and subscribe to the show. Number two, while you're there, if you feel that we earned it, please leave us a nice review. Number three, share it. Whether it be social media, email, texting, whatever it may be, I'm sure you know somebody who would get value out of this episode just like you did. So please go ahead and share it. And that's how we get the word out. So it's really valuable and super appreciative. It only takes a minute of your time. Next, if you know of somebody, including yourself, who would be a great guest for the show, please head on over to level5mentors.com, L-E-V-E-L, the number five, mentors.com. Get in touch with me, let me know what you're thinking, uh, make an introduction, whatever it may be. You can also get me directly in my email, which is eric, E-R-I-C, at level5mentors.com. Lastly, if you just want to chat, you want to find out more, if you want to expand on some ideas, I love hearing from the audience. So go ahead and hit me up on social media. I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. You also have my email already. So I love to hear from you. I'm always looking for ways to improve the show and I'm always looking to have great conversations. So don't hesitate to reach out. And once again, thank you for listening to the Black Diamond Podcast and you can expect a lot more from us.